0: Hello, welcome back. It's uh again, late, again, my fault. Uh I've been settled getting settled into a new job. Uh so I've been kinda behind on that. But welcome back. I believe we are finally on episode ten. We're double digits now. Guess this can be considered official. Um today, uh not honestly not that much to go over. Uh I mean I have a big segment on the Super Bowl here. Uh just because You know, immense joy from that game. Um, But other than that, there's some small things to touch on and uh, a big reveal that I've been kind of holding under wraps. uh, And I will need your help for, actually. So stick around until that. And, um, well, I guess let's just go into it. Um, obviously, since I'm a little late in the week, I'm sure people have already seen the Super Bowl takes. I mean, I just took uh, notes as I went through the game on Sunday. I mean, first quarter, ran the ball well, mixed the pass in, had a good balance there. The Niners did. Uh, Chiefs were showing toughness, uh, but they really, they, they bended, but they didn't break because they didn't, they gave up a, a field goal, uh, early on. Um, Ah, oh, and I forgot what the play was called. I think it was the the Rose Bowl Shuffle is what it was called. But the play on fourth and one uh, in that fourth quarter to get the the first uh, by a Damian Williams was really cool. I liked the the little having three guys in the backfield do a little spin. I thought that was cool. Um, and it was interesting to see in the second quarter how and throughout the game how if you get a pass rush on Jimmy G, he's really a different quarterback and how much that affects him. He's really I mean, he gets noticeably uh, jumpy, I guess you could say. Um, and that shows on the interception. Obviously, he got whacked on it. So, I mean, I'm sure that had an impact. Um, and, I mean, really, to slow start off, this was kind of a slow game uh, going into the half at 10. Uh, but then before that, with the halftime, prior to halftime, I'd, on both sides of the ball, it was very bizarre. Because as far as I know, both teams had all of their timeouts. And there was I believe a little bit over a minute left, and nobody did anything like these are two of the you know higher powered offenses in the league, probably you know with the chiefs the highest powered offense well, I mean, you could argue with the Ravens, obviously um but nobody wanted to do anything. It's like and you know, a point was made, obviously. Uh, that you know, with Shanahan not doing that, and with some of, oopsie, some of his comments uh, after the game, it showed that he didn't have confidence as quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't. I honestly, Jimmy G's not bad, but he's not as great as some of the homers for the Niners say he is, and sometimes as the media puts it, he's not that great. I mean, he's a pretty standard quarterback, gets the job done. Uh But at the end of the day, he's not he's nowhere near a top five, a top 10 level. And he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be held in that regard. Um, what was going big for the Niners was a lot of, what I I can't say the run game as a whole, just because they really weren't doing too well with just handing off their backs. It was more of the reverses with Debo Samuel. He was really making an impact and then they got away from that. Um, And they couldn't really convert outside of the use check touchdown. uh, They were still kicking field goals. Um, And it was interesting to see in the third quarter, I had a thought uh, how a couple of years ago, I think it was 2014, 2015, the Chiefs, they they had a year where they didn't throw a single touchdown to a wide receiver. And now they've got guys like uh, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Meikle Hardman, uh, all guys that, I mean, playmakers all over the field, home run hitters, and kind of interesting to see how that's evolved. I mean, they were a good offense back then, obviously with Jamal Charles and Alex Smith, um, but they're they're even better now. Um, The interceptions by Mahomes, that was interceptions? Yeah. It was kind of weird just because the second one was Tyreek, and one bounced off of his hands, the first one being Fred Warner uh it was just weird um but the comment was made that mahomes is one of those guys who can really just be in a funk and then turn it right back on and that's something that russell wilson also can do um it was interesting seeing going to the fourth quarter this chiefs team just really had been their o-line kind of been smacked around a little bit in the second half uh the interception off of tyreek's hands not really helping mahomes out i mean it was kind of weird you know but and I kind of had that thought in my head. I was like, these guys have had these comebacks already in the postseason. So, you know, what's stopping them from doing that again? And then obviously they hit that Wasp play. If you haven't seen the turning point uh, for the Super Bowl, you should check it out if you get the chance. It's I thought it was pretty cool to see how that whole uh, 44-yard pass to Tyreek Hill went down. Um, and then the Kelsey touchdown uh bringing it to a 3 point game. Damian Williams uh scoring after Mahomes led a great drive and the defense was able to hold and then they had like three drives back to back to back the Chiefs defense held and that's how they won the game. I mean it was very satisfying. I don't really hate many of the San Francisco Santa Clara players, pardon me. I mean, I'm not a huge Nick Bosa fan. If you saw my Twitter feed, you'd know that. Um just because, you know, stuff I don't want to get into. But, I mean, it was more the fan base just because the Niner fan base, there's some people in that fan base that are just obnoxious. And, you know, they didn't really want to hear any of that stupid shit, Uh, pardon my French, throughout the offseason. It was also interesting to see Jimmy G in that fourth quarter, as I had mentioned earlier, talking about him, three for 11, 36 yards passing, an interception that fourth quarter. He's not a guy I would put all my chips on. I would not, you know... Like I said earlier, not a top-end guy. I mean, probably close to that, but not, you know. I'm sure he's great, but, you know. So those are my thoughts on Super Bowl 54. Uh, it's interesting to see how this Niners team could have been us had we gotten away with some of that. <sighs> to put it in uh, words that aren't as vulgar, uh, stuff that went down in Green Bay uh, I really feel like this would have been a—Niners-Seahawks would have been a much better matchup than Niners-Packers, as I've already said. Uh, Seahawks news. Off-season stuff. There's an article posted on Bleacher Report by Matt Miller claiming that Clowney is po- Jadavian Clowney is poised to get a big payday with a bad team like the Dolphins. I find that outrageous. You're so dumb. You are really gone for real. Uh, I I don't I just don't understand it. I mean, it's been Clowney himself said following the loss in the divisional round to the Packers, and then in uh, times after that, that he wants to play for a contender and he wants to win ball games. It's kind of been made clear by himself that he doesn't want to just sign a big contract to a shitty team. He even said that in his own words. So I don't know if Matt Miller thinks that this is just a smokescreen or what, but some of these takes, I just don't get that's part of the reason why I made this thing just to kind of put exposure to stupid uh, things like that. But regardless, um, moving forward with other things. Uh, Russell Wilson finished as the NFL playoff leader in QBR. Go Russell, hooray! Uh, pro Football Focus had Jermaine Effetti, uh, my arch nemesis, uh, ranked as the second as giving up the second most pressures allowed in the last season among all offensive linemen. If you know anything about pressures, that's a very bad thing. Obviously, um, he's gonna get paid wherever he goes. I really hope that we don't try to pay him. Just let the man walk. I mean, sure, has he improved? I'm I'm sure a little bit, but I mean, he's still a liability. It's still there's in room. There's a lot of room for improvement at that right tackle position. So I really would not like to bring Jermaine back. You know, all power to him. Go get paid. All that great stuff. Just you know, not with us. Um. I also. Uh, became clear sort of looking at things. And I've said in past episodes, the need for a third receiver is there primarily because David Moore was a guy who had a good year last year. Uh, and this year he only had he only had 17 receptions on 34 targets. So that could be a lot better. Only 300 yards receiving two touchdowns. And Dron uh, Brown, a guy that was being talked about as being potentially a, a number two receiver guy behind Tyler Lockett only had sixteen catches. He got released during the season. Uh he had a stretch between week two and week six, I think, that uh he had two touchdowns, but that's about it. He had 220 yards receiving uh on sixteen catches uh for twenty eight on twenty eight targets. Play like I said could have been much better. Uh Malik Turner, if if you have listened consistently to this, you know I have a gripe with Malik Turner primarily because of the fourth and one drop against the Rams uh, on Sunday night football and the drop on first and 10 was first down I think it was second down um against the Packers in the divisional round both of them wide open both of them hit him straight in the hands dropped him both you know I'm sure he's great guy was on practice squad and all that but don't want to bring him back. John Ursua, a guy who didn't get as many reps as he should. He only played, played quote-unquote, in three games. Um, I don't know if that counts as in victory formation or what. He had the one catch for 11 yards. Could have won the game against the Niners uh, in Week 17 but fell short. I really think it will be interesting to see his uh, progression throughout the offseason as well as suggest kind of see what step he takes, whether it's forward or backward, obviously hopefully forward. Um but I really hope he can be a guy who's the third there be- behind Tyler and DK, um, and just fill that role, um, and not have it be a need. Jacob Hollister is also an interesting thing. Cause I saw an article that said the CRX have an important decision to make with him. I don't really think it's that important. Like, yeah, he came in and he played okay, but I don't think it's that much to get all up in arms about, uh, I mean, he came in and he filled in solidly. only had two touchdowns. Um, Wait. That doesn't seem right. I think that's higher. Um, That does not seem right. Oh, no? Huh. ESPN might be lying to me. I don't know. Um, But it was interesting to see how Luke Wilson hardly got any targets. He only got eight catches throughout throughout the year. Uh, he hadn't been used as a, a passing. He'd been re- used as a, a blocking guy. Hollister also can't block, so it'll be interesting to see with uh, Greg Olson coming in to visit. That could be a guy I wouldn't mind uh, signing on a like a decent contract. And by decent, I mean anything that you know helps the team out, nothing too big. Uh, Will Disley coming back? Obviously, he's had injuries, but you know when he's on the field, he's a playmaker. So obviously, staying on the field, biggest thing for him. Uh, Ed Dixon was on IR last year. I really don't see Tyrone swoops a guy being a guy that ever really steps into a starting role. So, Hollister, I mean, I don't think he has that much leeway to go and say, oh, to go and command, you know, or demand a contract that's big. So, I really don't think it's that big of a decision. Um, and there was also an article that said that the CXP could be looking at running backs. Uh, there could be Seahawks could be linking themselves to a couple running backs, guys like Melvin Gordon, Derrick Henry, David Johnson, Carlos Hyde. I I really don't think so. The way that uh Pete Carroll and John Schneider do things, I don't th- see them going out and getting a guy like uh Melvin Gordon or a Derrick Henry. Uh should they become available, obviously Derrick Henry could go get a really massive payday. Uh and Derek uh, Melvin Gordon's still under contract after the uh trade debacle. In the beginning of the season, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing them take a stab at a guy like David Johnson, just because I've, you know, you've seen what he's been able to do. But it all depends on how he responds uh, after injury. But really, I really think they're just going to stick with Chris Carson and uh, shoot Rashad Penny. Almost forgot his name. Um, Just because that's the way they've done things throughout their tenure, and it's not like they've shown you anything and, you know, I'm sure they'll bring in a guy for competition. Uh, but I really do not believe it'll be that hard. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Marshawn does, though. Uh, and final CXP, Steve Hutchinson, uh, former left guard, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Football, Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him. My one thought was that is I always think about him and Walter Jones on the left, hat, left side of the uh, O-line and just that 2005 O-line in general and thinking if Marshawn Lynch had that O-line. Just the possibilities. Our lineman, oh my God. If my alignment wasn't so good, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And me being as broke as I am, I'm about to find a way to treat my alignment to sizzling. go with sizzling. We go with, <laughs> we go with To sizzling. Artie uh, feels like a shorter episode than normal, just because I think my last three or so have been hitting like 30 minutes each. Um, Mariners news uh, earlier in the week, they signed Marco Gonzalez to a four year, $30 million extension. Um, Cool to have a guy like Marco back Uh, went to Gonzaga, you know, local kid. I say kid, even though he's older than me. Um, I mean, I liked him. I had the chance to meet him with my cousin, uh, Blaine Mark. If you're listening to this, shout out uh, to you. Um, I mean, there's not much Mariners news to cover. I mean, going into dates to look forward to, uh, there'll be a segment on that. Uh, five days away from spring training. So that's exciting, Mariners news to look forward to. Uh, Husky basketball uh, plays at Washington State in two days. I would be more excited for that. But just the way the game, season's been going, you know. Yeah. Uh, Seattle Sounders take on Olympia uh, away. Uh, in 13 days, at home in 20 days, and the L- MLS opener is on March 1st. The Sail Dragons home opener is in eight days. Uh, Mariners Spring training is, like I said, five days. Opening day is in 48 days. Uh, and Husky, the Husky Spring game got announced recently, April 25th, and that is in 78 days. All right. Uh, I know I've mentioned in the past, but some nerd stuff. Uh, I'm really yeah, I'm excited for Emmons City Comic Con. Um there are a bunch of great guests going. Uh some from that TV show, uh from I think it's Amazon TV, I think. Uh Prime TV, I don't remember. Uh The Boys, um, some a bunch of other stuff. I think there's like an umbrella um, umbrella academy stuff. But the people I'm more excited about are Anthony Daniels, C3PO. I think he's the only actor to be in all nine of the Skywalker Saga movies, uh prequel. Uh, original sequel original trilogy and sequel uh karen gillen uh, i think she's in oh, shoot let's see in doctor i think she's in doctor who but i know her mostly from guardians of the galaxy uh nebula and mark ruffalo uh who played the hulk the only problem is how much money this costs and it's a great i love it i love being back into this stuff uh you know having the chance to meet these guys you know anthony daniels i mean he's been a part of one of the greatest uh cinematic how do i put this cinematic movie runs i guess you could say i don't there's a better word there's a better way to phrase it i just my mind blanking right now uh in the history you know star wars is huge i mean it's done internationally um As well as, you know, Mark Ruffalo and Karen Gillan being a part of the MCU, which, you know, I don't even know how many movies in that connected universe have made over a billion dollars. So, I mean, that just speaks to itself. But, I mean, it's a great environment. I mean, I just love being there. Uh, I remember my uncle Steve got me into that early on. But when when I remember early on, it wasn't as cool as it is now. I mean, with just the way that things have evolved uh with cosplay and you know with the guests I mean in recent years the guests haven't been that great. I got to meet Rain Wilson. That was pretty cool. Uh was there anybody last year? I don't remember. Uh oh wait, no Rain Wilson was last year, right? Anyway, um I just think that stuff's pretty cool. Uh and I'm pretty excited for that. That's March twelfth through fifteenth. I did get the four day pass. I think it was before my writing class last quarter, uh, winter quarter, I went to the campus library and I just waited for tickets to open and I just got them on site and then I went to class. Uh, On time, of course, always early. Um, And then finally, something big I've been holding back for a while. I learned about it only recently, two two Fridays ago. Uh, I need a little bit of help. I mean, well, not necessarily. I would just like to open this up to my listeners. Um, I have an interview with a, I don't know how to put it, because I don't want to, you know, over glorify it, but dude's just a stud. Absolute baller. Paulo Ben Caro. I hear Ben Caro, but I call him Ben just because I, I don't know. Ben Caro. I don't know how you say CH. I, I don't know how you pronounce CH as a K, you know? I mean, I'll ask him about that. But um Paulo Benchero, uh, kids got offers from everywhere. He can do whatever he wants. I don't want to say kid, because you know, don't consider him a kid. But um, I mean his he's got his choice. And I'm not gonna ask about commitments to any of that. That's not my, you know, that's not my position. And, you know, he's a junior in high school. It's not the time, you know, to bug him about stuff like that. Uh, it's been great seeing him throughout the season. I do plan on making it a YouTube video too. Um, so it might not be a podcast episode next week. It might just be a YouTube video. Uh, but I'm still working on the schematics about that. But my main point and why I brought it up instead of just keeping it a secret. If anybody uh, who listens here has a question that they want asked, um, just comment it on whatever, you know, you see this from or whatever way you can contact me, whether it's uh on the on the podcast accounts Twitter, the Instagram, uh through my Facebook, through my personal Instagram, through my, you know, any way that you can contact me, uh and just tell me you know for the podcast and I'll write it down and reason of course um but i wanted to get that you know engagement part into it just because i've opened this up to engagement before and i haven't really got anything i think i had one interaction once about that but that was about it but i'm excited for that just because you know like i said i like i love doing this i mean obviously i've had the breaks uh some days not feeling too hot but i mean i enjoy doing this you know i enjoy getting feedback Uh, i recently learned uh one of the guys, one of my O'Day brothers, listen, shout out to Wayne Weezy. Uh, didn't know that That kind of, you know, I, I like that just because Wayne was a guy I always kind of looked up to uh, at O'Day and, you know, being able to hear his story and all that, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, makes it worth it. Um, so, yeah, uh, Paulo Benchero should be next... Sh- I'm shooting for next week, but I got to make sure it lands on the time that both he can do and that uh, works well for me. Uh, so you know, I'll keep that updated. Um, I'll probably make a separate separate post for that, just you know, get engagement. But thank you again to all those who do listen in uh, week in week out, or you know, who are just there. Uh, thank you to those who follow on SoundCloud or you know, like the uh, like the the posts. Um, yeah I mean I got a lot going on right now a lot of things in the works a lot of exciting things whereas um, right as I look at my piece of paper that I got taped up on the desk right now of things that I've got going on but I'm excited I got some, I got some interviews planned I got some collab episodes planned I got some that haven't even been put into motion yet but like I said I'm just excited uh, glad I get this opportunity so thank you again Uh, not as long as some of the other episodes. Um, Some people might like that. Let me know uh, thoughts on the later posting because I posted last episode in the uh, nighttime. So tell me how you're feeling about that. Uh, I'm going to post this one a little bit earlier just because I had it on late. Uh, I'm recording this on friday uh just because i've been working my new job and stuff like that uh but let me know please feedback i need feedback that what helped me makes this better make this great uh well not great but you know improvement uh overall so thank you again and have a great rest of your day